So in part one of this podcast, I talked about why training is important and covered some different areas there, but that still may not have convinced you that training is important enough to pay for. Um, So in this part, I'm going to talk about why you should seek uh, good coaching and be willing to pay for uh, good coaching and also to be a part of a great atmosphere and uh, you know, a great group such as a, a great gym or, or whatever it may be. Um, I'm going to try and cover some areas you know, why paying for training is beneficial. One thing as a coach I've learned to get away from is one-on-one sessions. I've noticed that those lack a competitive atmosphere. Um, so I really try to create groups um, that allow for competition and, and just a general uh, feeling of training camaraderie. Um, everyone, when you're in a training group, everyone holds each other to a higher standard without them even knowing it. Um, it's just general... Uh, it, it's it, in general, it, it's human nature to want to compete against somebody alongside of you, um, whether they are deadlifting more than you and you want to try and catch them, or they are sprinting against you, or whatever the case may be. You want to be, you you should want to be the best in the room, and because of that, I think uh, the athletes that are in groups that I train really do push each other, um, whether it may be a verbal cue, you know, let's go, come on, you got this shit, or something more internal where the athlete is, you know, pushing themselves uh, because of uh, the the other people around them. Um, And and on the same note, training with with training groups, lifelong friendships can certainly be made um, through you know, creating these groups. In my opinion, if you are just training one athlete and all the time and they're going, they're just going through the motions, they're not going to see the same results as if they were alongside of a group. And I think when people see progress alongside other people, there's just a general bond that is made between those people. And I see it on a daily basis of people who train alongside each other and have tons of respect for one another and because of that they become friends and likely they're going to be friends for the rest of their lives no matter where they go after their playing days are over I think they're always going to um, have a mutual respect for each other at the very least this kind of goes along some of the points I made yesterday but uh, in order to really see optimal results as an athlete You have to have a great plan in place. Um, You can't just go in there and work out at random and and do random shit and expect to get better. You have to have a plan. And paying a coach for that plan is going to help you see the most optimal results possible. Um, You have to find a coach who knows what they're doing. A lot of high schools and even colleges, their sports-specific coaches don't really understand what should be going on in the weight room in order to make the athletes better. Um, there's so many gimmicky coaches out there that you know, they, they think something like P90X is going to get them the, their athletes better. And, and 
and you know CrossFit and stuff like that. A lot of flavor of the week coaches are going to look at things like that as methods of training when really it's just that's just straight crap. And uh, you know the burpees and the hand cleans for 10 or 15 reps and stuff like that. You don't want to be doing stuff like that. And if that's the coach that you have, you're really running. Not only are you running the the risk of not making a lot of progress as an athlete, you're also running the risk of injuring yourself. A lot of these coaches don't pay attention to form and technique at all. And and to me, it really is worth the money um, to, to have a coach that really cares about the development of you as an athlete. It, it, it's worth the money versus not spending it and leaving your career up to chance because of all the BS that you have to do um, with those nonsense coaches. Probably the biggest argument that I'll come across from parents is that it's too expensive. You know, I'll offer something like 150 bucks for a month full of training where you can come in three or four sessions a week. And that comes out to like 10 bucks or less a workout. And it, it, that's ridiculously low priced for someone who is CSCS certified to be uh, charging that type of the money for training. So, and, and I'm not the only one that does this. There are many, many great coaches out there that are willing to take a bit of a pay cut just to get athletes in the door and get them coming in consistently. Um, a lot of the athletes I train, they probably come out to be about seven, eight bucks per workout. And yes, over the course of a month, that could add up to 150, 200 bucks for the month. But the training that they're getting, the experience that they're getting really is, uh, it's, it's worth it. And especially when you consider that, you know, seven or eight bucks a workout for five workouts a week, let's say, um, that's really not that much different than going to McDonald's after school every single day and, and getting a bunch of crap food. So when you're, when you're a parent and you are trying to budget your son or daughter's money and you say, well, this is what they're going to be doing on a daily basis just about, wouldn't you be able to fit in seven, eight, even 10 bucks a day um, you know, for their food? Or you could buy groceries and have them pack their own lunch and then you could take that eight or 10 bucks that was left over that you were gonna give them to go to a BS restaurant like McDonald's. You could go and have them train for pretty cheap and it's a, it's a much better investment in my opinion um, because of it's really not that expensive when you break it down on a day-to-day basis. Next argument I get about paying for training is that, well, my kid can just go and do this on his own or on her own after school. And though obviously there's safety uh, issues and, and performance issues uh, that could go along with an athlete training by themselves, especially at that young of an age, but you also have to take into consideration that that athlete is much less accountable when they are not paying for what they're doing. If you pay, let's say you pay 150 bucks for a month of training, 
you're going to make sure that you get those three or four sessions in every single week. If not, you're you're missing out on what you paid for. Um, a very, very good friend of mine is a strength coach who gave me the idea of, of having athletes pay per month. I used to have athletes pay $10 per workout. Now I just stretch that out over the course of a month and have the kids pay in advance. And it's really done a great job of keeping the kids accountable, keeping them coming in on a consistent basis. Um, if you think about it, think about it like this. Let's say you pay to have a month's worth of food in a, like for a diet plan. You have your broccoli and your meat and your grains all set out in your refrigerator for a month. You paid 150 bucks for it. Aren't you going to make sure that you eat everything that you're supposed to eat for that month because you've already paid for it? You don't want it to spoil and go to waste. That's how I look at training. These people don't want their money to go to waste, so they're going to make sure that their kid goes to training. And I really do think that it helps with accountability. And accountability is the backbone and consistency is the backbone to making sure that whatever you're doing for training is going to work long term. And like before, I, I've said this before, but I really do think it's of, of great benefit to athletes. It gives you structure. It gives you something to look forward to, a plan to look forward to every single time you walk in the weight room. And if you're going and training without a plan, you're you're just doing guesswork and it's probably not going to work in your benefit long term to be doing that. Last thing I'd like to say is that with all the hard work that you could put in as a player, as an athlete, whatever, there's always going to be the naysayers. There's always going to be someone that says, why are you doing that? That's crazy. You know, what's the point of, of trying to train to be a great baseball player? You're probably never going to play in the big leagues. Fuck those people. Oh, you're spending so much money on training when you could be spending it on this or that, saving it for college. Fuck those people. Yeah, maybe they might be right. Maybe you might not ever play in the big leagues. You might not ever play in the NFL. But those people would never understand why you do what you do. Anytime somebody sees somebody that's working their asses off and they say something negative like, well, you're never going to make it. You're, you're just wasting your time. Those people are the biggest assholes on the planet and they don't know what it means to really live. Those people are the same ones who will wake up in the morning, go to work, punch in, sit at a desk all day, hate their life, and then punch out and then hate their life some more. And they just go through the motions every single day with no real understanding or any, any, any drive at all and understanding what it truly means to work for a goal. They've lost their passion. They've lost their fire for life. And because of that, those people have no ground to stand on when they're going to tell you what you should be doing with your life. You may not ever get your time in the sun. You might not ever get to play on TV someday. When I played baseball, that's all I ever dreamed about was playing in the big leagues. And it might not ever happen, but I worked my ass off every single day to try and make it happen. And guess what? 
now after my playing days are over, the same work ethic and intensity that I approached every day of my life when I was playing, it's still with me now. And because of that, I do think that I'm going to become the best strength and conditioning coach in the world because I have the same fire and intensity that I had when I was training to play. I don't make much money doing what I do as a strength coach. And because of that, I try to make sure I find every single way that I can make ends meet so that I can keep doing what I love doing. No matter what else I have to do in order to make money to survive, I'm going to make sure that my training is the number one priority in my life. And by training, I mean training other people. It's because it's what I love to do. That's my passion and I'm going to make sure that I am going to be the best strength coach um, no matter what I have to do. I've had a lot of people that tell me, Bill, you're just wasting your time, man. You're 26 years old. You can go and get a career. You can go and do this for work. You can do this uh, and make a lot of money doing it by age 30. I give two shits about that. I give absolutely zero fucks about trying to make a quick buck, especially if it's doing something that I don't want to do. I want to be a great strength and conditioning coach, and that's what I'm going to make sure that I do. Only you know the reason behind why you train. It may be for a reason that I've mentioned in the past two podcasts. It may be for something completely different. But only you know why you look at a bar with 400 pounds on it laying on the floor and you you grip it as hard as you can and you pull it up off the floor. Or why you look at a 500 pound sled and you say, fuck that shit. I'm going to push it and nobody can tell you why you do that shit. It's crazy. Why would you do you know these crazy heavy lifts and, and all these things that are so hard to do? Why would you do that? You're the only person who knows why you do what you do. And whatever that reason is, I highly, highly recommend never losing why you do what you do. Always keep the fire and intensity that you have as an athlete and allow it to flow through everywhere else in life. There's a lot of of parts about life that are going to suck. There's a lot of parts about, you know, just being a human being that are very, very difficult to deal with. Training can help you deal with those emotions. It can help you deal with the problems that are happening outside the weight room. It can give you structure. It can also help, obviously, from the physical aspects of just being a stronger person. Um, those, those are, and, and being in shape, those are very, very beneficial as well. But most importantly, there's going to be a fire and intensity inside of you that nobody else could understand but you. And because of that, I think that there's a work ethic and a toughness that will remain with you for the rest of your life. Um, I hope you enjoyed, uh, season one of my podcast. Um, I will be, uh, starting up podcasts most likely again in the summertime. I've had a lot of good feedback from these, so I'm going to make sure that I, I get back to it in, uh, in, a, in a couple months. Thank you very much.